Thanks very much, Bobby and Rachel. So, tomorrow is Blue Monday. The worst day of the year, supposedly. Uh, named that way, uh, I think, in 2004, because it's the day that all the credit card bills arrive on our doorstep post our Christmas spend. I guess that was in the days before we get our credit card bills through the internet now. Um, it's the day or the time of the year that we realize that our New Year's resolutions have fallen sadly and quietly by the wayside. It's cold and it's wet. The days are short and the nights are long. And I guess this year, especially as we struggle with COVID, feeling isolated, fearful, heightened concern for family, friends, those that we love. And of course, we have experienced 100,000 deaths in this country and the total is rising. Blue Monday might be a modern marketing invention, but the way we feel, the way I feel, seems very real at this time. I don't know the state of Nathaniel's mental health, Nathaniel who we heard about in our gospel reading, uh, but the fact that he was under the fig tree might suggest that he was after some solitude, some peace. This might be to pray, but it also might be that he just wanted to be alone for some time. But our reading tells us that Philip found him, and Philip invited him to come and see. What can our church, what can our faith offer at this time when all around us seems uh, so dark and concerning. I think that uh, one of the things that we can offer is the, this light uh, that Jesus came into the world to bring. And I'm pleased that uh, we keep our Advent and Christmas candles alight during this time of epiphany, uh, as we remember uh, that hope, uh, that joy, uh, that peace, and that love uh, that was brought into the world. And during uh, these weeks of epiphany, we slowly reveal more about the nature of Jesus himself. Hope, love, peace, and joy those things that can break through and make a connection with our neighbors, with our friends, with our family. Sophie and I were watching an interview this week hosted by St. Paul's, an interview with uh, Professor John Swinton, uh, an expert in spirituality and health, especially uh, um, 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 mental health. He, uh, his uh, uh, um, 
first profession was as a psychiatric nurse. John says that faith may be good for our mental health, as other things are as well, such as exercise. Uh, but faith can be a contributing factor to our mental well-being. And I suppose we all might think that faith is good and a positive experience. That is why you may be watching this this morning. I certainly feel that a faith community can be beneficial to its wider community, especially if that faith community has eyes and hearts opened to see the lonely, the marginalized, the oppressed, the poor, people that others in our community may not completely see. I wonder also what brought you here. Did someone some time ago say come and see? To, as uh, Sophie said, her uh, um, uh, um, yoga teacher talks about the hardest thing is to come to the mat and how uh, relevant that is to us in a church building. We seem to be protected from all around us with huge oak doors keeping everyone out, with thick walls and windows that we can't see through or in. Churches seem designed to keep people out. That crossing the threshold used to be such a huge journey for people to take. There were lots of barriers, lots of hurdles put in people's way. You've got to wear your Sunday best. Your children have to be seen and not heard. You, you have to stand at the right time. You have to sit at the right time. You've got to speak when everyone else is speaking. I think now in this time of COVID, times have changed. The threshold has come down. The barriers that people have to jump through, the hoops, that people in their heads think they have to go through to be a member of a church community have been reduced, hopefully not there at all. I think it may never be an easier time to come and see. You can stay at home, watch on your telly, wear your pajamas, sitting, standing, talking when you like. In these times of COVID, a blue Monday and the depths of a bleak midwinter, perhaps we should follow Philip's advice and example and invite those we know to come and see. We can share the link and pray that something that is seen will add to our collective well-being as we all get to know better that God who loves us, who knows us, 
who sees us. Before we loved or knew or saw, we were seen and loved and known first. Come and see. And if you are watching this later because someone has shared the link and you have come and seen, welcome. It's good to have you here virtually as part of our community. And I can't wait, and I'm sure that many of us can't wait till the days allow us once again to gather in this place and to be a community uh, that laughs and cries and holds each other again. Come and see, dear friends, the God who makes us whole. Amen. And so, we come to our prayer of offering. We are hesitant to bring our gifts in this moment, loving God, because in the back of our minds we wonder if any good will come of helping the poor, feeding the hungry, reaching out to the stranger. But by your grace, not only goodness, but hope and healing will pour out of what we give in these moments. Bless our gifts, we pray. In the name of Jesus, amen.